Thank you for downloading the podcast of the local paper review with the Romford Recorder and Time 107.5. Enjoy. Good afternoon. I'm uh, Stephen Allen. Back. Told you I was going to get ill. It's amazing. I've got like abilities. That was my case with a zip on it, by the way. Just thinking in terms of the soundscape. Uh, you just heard me do up a zip. Strange way to start a show. I'm sticking with it. Afternoon, I'm Steve. And with it being a Friday, uh, we'll edit that bit out of the podcast. Do not worry. Uh, this is the local paper review where we uh, have a look at what's in the papers. We are joined by Chris Carter and uh, Emma Lake from the Romford Recorder, Benjamin Vaughan from Time 107.5. You can all attest to the fact that that was my case that has the zip noise. It was. It was. Yeah, I don't think nice. it would be here otherwise if it wasn't. Well, you're all right. You're behind two panes That's of true. glass. Yeah, yeah. Just about far enough away, is it? I don't know. Just enough. Um, so, yes, what kind of a week are we dealing with then? Yeah, we've had a pretty good week, but it's been a pretty sad week when it comes to the, the news, unfortunately. There's been a couple of um, uh, very uh, sad incidents that have happened. Um, one in Hornchurch, uh, the very sad murder in Hornchurch, and also there's been one in Redbridge which involved Collier Row. Uh, 16-year-old. So it has been a pretty hard news week, but... Um, yeah, and there is, whenever there are stories, there are, uh, there are some stories we can't talk about for legal reasons, which is understandable that we won't do those. And does it actually affect your... I mean, you're, you're trained professionals, I guess not, but dealing with such news, does it get to you if you spend a week of writing about such negative news? Um, yes. Yeah, we're human. I know a lot oh, of people okay. don't think journalists are, but we are human and... Um, and I find it, I find it, in some ways, with things like knife crime, for example, it's quite depressing that we just seem to see the same stories again and again. Mm. And, that, and I think that, you know, for me, that's just a little bit depressing and sad that um, we do see very often the same stories coming again and again. It's things like also burglary artifice with, um, you know, people going on the doorstep conning op- old people. We still oh. see that, and you just think, oh, for goodness sake, yeah. how can we stop this? That Something similar happened uh, to my dad last year, and he got the money back. In some ways, I, I should say, you know, props to the bank, because he was he was conned out of some money, because he used a debit card, the bank gave him the money back. But it's there are very few things, I'm, I'm barely human in comparison to you, <laughs> but there are very few things that get to me, but oh, that wound yeah. me right up to a level that you wouldn't yeah. believe, that someone would con money out of my old dad it's yes so um but it's been a week where so you have these things that might bring you down we've not had a lot of other stuff to bring us up in the news no we haven't and actually our first story this week is the big story of the week for the for international news actually which is the death of david bowie yeah or bowie i beg your pardon yes we go with, we go with the bowie i make the mistake sometimes as well it's sweet it's, it's, apparently he was very very strong on telling people it was bowie so we need to stick to bowie right i suppose you've been fine in print all week you could just you just write it and don't worry about pronouncing that's right. Um, so, yes, I mean, it was one of those stories where Monday morning, wasn't it? When, did we hear anything Sunday night? I, I was not paying attention. No, it, was, it was on social media, as I understand it, throughout the night. But I think right. the BBC and various organisations didn't go with it until it was actually officially uh, announced sort of early on Monday morning. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a weird thing uh, when you're in the programming section of um, commercial radio. It's going to affect, it certainly changed what I was going to do. I was ready to do, a, you know, the usual silliness that I would get up to. But it's it's a mixed bag. You know, you get to uh, pay tribute to someone's work and what they've done to this world, which is so difficult to actually put enough emphasis behind that mm. he's managed to do things that have changed the, the face of music, the sound of music. He did. None of us are ever going to get to do anything like that. It's no. impressive. No. Wouldn't I, be, I am very jealous. What? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, 
Headphones. Emma's not convinced. You're, you're never, you're never going to change the world of music as much as David did. I put that to you, Emma. What's That's your response? That's definitely true. Thank you. I'm not that depressed about it though. No, it gets to me. But it was a we. This week's story was about um, him coming to Romford. Very much like last week when the Beatles came to Romford. They all play it at least twice, is it? Yeah. Once on the way up, once on the way I think he was only once, maybe, oh. but, but he came in 1973 in, in the guise of Ziggy. And, um, and we've got a nice page three story about um, our readers and people that were actually at the gig. Um, there's a great quote from one guy who said it was like someone from space had landed in Romford. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, that's exactly a lovely way of describing it. I should have said, actually, I should have messaged you through the week. Uh, last week we were talking about, uh, what was it they threw at the Beatles? Yeah, Food stuff. Jelly gigs. Babies. Jelly Babies. That's that right, yeah. uh, Someone listened to the podcast and sent me a message on Twitter. They actually threw Jelly Babies Fantastic. at the Beatles <laughs> yeah, back in the day. Not around here, but it was, uh, it was still the same food stuff. Um, so from the from radio news point of view, Ben, what's when a story like that breaks, when the, the Bowie story breaks, what's the deal? What's the deal? Obviously, it's a shock, um, as it is to everyone. Um, and uh, I think, as as you said, the, the difficult thing is to really sum up exactly the, the legacy that this person has left behind. And uh, I don't think there are there are not that many music artists that leave a legacy like David Bowie. Yeah, Gaga. That's the other one you're voting for, isn't it? Well, that was what I had in mind, yeah. Of course it was. Yeah. I, know, I know you so well. <laughs> the, uh, the the column that I, I got to... I, was, I know it's not funny this week. I apologise. I think I got one joke in the entire thing. Yeah. But I, I wanted to make a point. It's, you know, trying to pay respect to someone who produces such work. The fact that you can just do art and it has an effect is amazing, isn't it? Mm. I, I yeah. find it anyway. And, uh, yeah, it was a fun little rant that I came up with in the car on the way down. Okay. On m- Monday, I spent three hours in the car before I got here just hearing more and more about the sad news. Okay. And I did my little rant, and then someone on the internet turned it into a, a quote from it, into it. They've not... I don't think they've actually made a T-shirt. They sent okay. me a picture of it, but... Uh, this was the... Shove it... Shove, shove your box? Shove your box. Yeah. We should make it a bit... Yeah, you need the backstory to that. Yeah, okay. People try to put us in boxes shaped by their expectations of how we should act, but we should say, shove, shove your, box. your box. Okay. It's not a normal catchphrase, but I will... <laughs> I will work with it. It could work. You never know. I'll try it on stage at some point. Um, so, yeah, when you're dealing with it from the newspaper point of view, how do you... Because you don't... We could just play songs, which yeah. is great. I mean, from our point of view, from a local newspaper point of view, you you um, you try and find the local angle and try not to be too tenuous because I think there have been some newspapers. I think there was something... I think it was the Jewish Chronicle, actually, that said that it had been rumoured that his mum was Jewish or something. There was something... Right slightly tenuous which um, which I saw on Facebook which got uh, quite a few comments on it's, it so as a newspaper it's known for sometimes doing front pages that find it's very specific niche angle on an international news story it's yes. done that more than once yeah right okay yeah. so yeah so we that's what we try, we try and do we try and find the local angle and I think this is a good angle and also um, what was quite interesting was that uh, the guy that actually that did uh, was quoted he was the guy that t- said that it was like someone from space had landed in Romford I think did we put it on Facebook, Emma? I'm not sure. We, we put a picture of a front page from that, from '73, May '73, and there was a guy on there, and he came back to us, didn't he? Yeah. Wow. So that was really good. Um, and it's just, I mean, it's just a sign. We kind of put this on Facebook. Uh, Rosie, one of our reporters, dug it out of the archives, and the response from readers was just really lovely. Everyone sharing their stories, what their favourite songs meant to them, where they were when you know they had this or that and um, you know we probably could have put together a page to read just on that just on the way our our readers 
kind of felt about him. That's a great quote um, from from this guy Stephen, who who, who was a sixteen year old who went to the show. He said he said a friend ran from the ran for the stage to touch Bowie, Bowie, but was grabbed. And he said uh, people were fainting and Bowie girls were screaming so loud, but before you knew it. The spaceman had gone. Oh, wow. So, I mean, it's understandable that some of us uh, around here might have uh, the fond memories. Did, did you ever see him? I never saw him, no. But I, I do remember, unfortunately, I'm old, old enough to remember that when the Space Odyssey came out, I remember thinking, wow, this is, this is something different. And I loved his early stuff, actually. Right. I loved the uh, Hunky Dory and stuff like that. But I wasn't a huge fan. I can remember when I was a kid, I used to buy the singles, but I don't think I could afford the album. So. Oh, hello. <laughs> Poverty story. Uh, from my first memories, I'm, by being that little bit younger, um, the film The Hunger. I was yeah. more of a film person anyway, and uh, oh, I do like a vampire film. Uh, ben, I have no idea how old you are. What's your memory of, um, of uh, Bowie? I do like some of his music. I don't think I can say that I, um, I'm a huge fan, um, but I do like some of his music, and I do remember him for the film Labyrinth. Okay, and then to the, I'm assuming, the youngest person around this roundtable debate. I'm with Ben on Labyrinth. I was terrified of him for three years after watching <laughs> Labyrinth, and then I came to the music and came round. All right, he, he calmed you down after the yeah. terrifying uh, yeah. Labyrinth. Okay, um, so what's story number two that we're heading towards? Just a little close story number two, Steve. Have you ever looked after a virtual baby? No. Well, let's find out. The local paper review with Chris Carter, Emma Lake, Ben Vaughan, all going through the stories that have been in the news. And what is story number two? Story number two, Steve, is about a young lady called Afia. She's a sick former and she looked after a virtual baby for the weekend. Why did she look after a virtual baby for the weekend? Uh, I guess it was just give them an idea of what it's like for, to have the real thing alright because I don't know I've been away for a day for all I know we've achieved AI <laughs> maybe Skynet went live and it's had babies and someone's got to it would be quite it. good if it's a virtual baby that you can turn off I guess that would be quite a good thing really wouldn't it so, I suppose it might not be teaching them the lesson that they need to know about these things no, so, no. so yeah was that, what was the point of this then is that the point it was the point and and, inter- and she found it very difficult actually and there's, there's some good quotes where she said uh um, basically, she had to make sacrifices. I couldn't go to the gym. I couldn't play netball or, or go to church. It was terrible. Right, so a body went downhill. It's not even a real baby. It's yeah, amazing exactly, how that yeah. works. And uh, she, even, yeah. she even caught a cold because she was so stressed. Oh, really? Well, that's not good for the kid, is it? Oh, uh, <laughs> um, have you ever thought of uh, doing this, Emma? Would be this up your street? This doesn't appear, actually, Steve. Oh, wow. um, Why is that? <laughs> Tell me more. It seems like quite a lot of sacrifice for just to carry around a plastic doll. Good. Well, yeah, but flip I side. I mean, with, you know, the real thing, there's an element of them occasionally looking quite cute and well, the knowledge the that looks... one day they're going to grow into something. But I, I think I think I would be tempted to pull out the batteries quite quickly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can yeah. I just chip in? I don't think you can. Okay, no, not. I don't think no, you can, no, actually. That's someone cheating. mentioned the, the off switch, and I think with these things, that, that they, they, they're encoded. I don't think you can just turn them off. Wow. I think that's the whole point. No, that, that would be cheating, wouldn't it? Yeah. I, I think Afia said that um, she, she did quite well with it in the end, but she said, I, I do still want children, but not any time soon. Yeah. So I think um, that's not probably... Not fake ones. Had the, possibly had the desired effect, because it's quite good for young girls, I think, to wait a little bit longer, shall we say. 
Um, well, I mean, yes, it's a valid, valid uh, opinion, I guess. Up to you. The, the thing I, I think about it, I think you're right. The cuteness, though, it looks cute. And some babies, when you see other, you know, if you get like friends who have babies and they show you their baby, you're like, oh, isn't he cute? And you're like, oh, he's not. <laughs> but you can't say it out loud. But some of those kids, it will be a face they grow into, I'm sure. <laughs> But some of them, no. They're all Winston Churchill, aren't they? They are, are they? Yeah. They're all Winston Churchill. It's yeah. amazing. Um, I don't, they don't, I've got a theory about kids. They don't dry off until they're about 10. <laughs> and just basically, they always see whatever they touch. is just, oh, after 10, they become, um, let's use the word human. But the problem with those ones, with your, your fake kids there, is um, they've not got your DNA in it, have they? <laughs> exactly just, There's no inner urge to look after no. something that you don't have your DNA in. Is that, is that controversial? No. I don't know. I want, I want, if you can't turn it off, can you, can you just sort of put it in a drawer or something and forget about it? I don't know. And again, this might not be the lesson that they're trying to teach <laughs> somehow, is it? So, me, but do you think this is, uh, Ben, do you think this is something that everyone should do? Everyone, well, except me. Uh, no, but why not you? This would be a very good uh, little test, wouldn't it? It's always... I think it is actually a very good test for everyone, yeah, yeah absolutely. And I, I, If you can't turn it off and you know you have to take care of it, yeah. um, then, yeah, it's a, it's a great experiment really and i I, th- I have seen other stories like this before uh, where these school kids or um college kids have had to look after uh, these virtual babies and some of them do become very attached to them actually because you mentioned the oh. fact the lack of dna yeah means that they're, they're not going to have that uh, maternal nurturing instinct well actually in some stories i've read that the kids have actually got really attached to them Oh right, and so they, they never expected that at first. They, it's just a doll, as yeah. as Emma said. But uh, after a while, uh, you do grow quite attached to it. You can have human feelings towards this yeah. uh, artificial doll, do and yet people virtual, judge those, those guys in Japan. Pets a few years ago, oh, yeah. I can't remember what they yeah. were called. Tamagotchis. Uh, Tamagotchis. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they always a similar died. thing. <laughs> oh, you sound so sad about that, Chris. <laughs> no, oh. it's just that my kids had them, and and you had to sort of explain what had happened, you know, because they'd taken their battery out or something. I don't know. Right? Have you got loads of key rings buried in your back garden? Oh, yeah. Little crosses. <laughs> so how it works. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think the trick is not to take the batteries out. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. We're learning a lot of today. virtual babies or real mm. babies. <laughs> um, the the thing with the the Tamagotchi, I guess, and the and this uh, fake baby, whatever it's called, uh, it's got to be a word for it. What's the Oh, it's Virtual Baby. But that just makes it seem like it's just an app that's run online, like a flight simulator. It's an actual toy thing. It's an actual thing Uh. with the software in it. It's better than when they used to try and teach kids about responsibility uh, by giving them hamsters to look out for. (laughs) And the number of hamsters that died through that. The number of kids who went... So we had a hamster in our school. One class had a hamster. We were in the north. We couldn't afford many hamsters. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, pretty much it would be taken home by someone over the summer. You ain't seeing that hamster again. That's a dead <laughs> hamster that's happened. By the way, when we looked after it, my family survived. I do remember my godson once said to me... He said, I went around the house and he said, Oh, uh, Chris, he said, I've, I've got something from school that, got, uh, that I've been asked to look after this weekend. And my, 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 my mate sort of said, come and have a look. And we went upstairs to see which um, school pet he was looking after. And it was a big, big rat. Oh, really? It was lovely. Wow. My, One my, of those inner city schools, was it? My friend said he'd not been so close <laughs> to a rat without a shovel for a long time. Oh, dear. Well, no wonder they didn't survive. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, not only should it... N- I think it's a good idea that any scheme that tries to show people about the responsibilities of being a grown-up, I think, is excellent. Hmm. I am willing to have some of my tax money going towards an additional scheme. Bear with me on this. Um, slightly bigger than those kids. Because that's like a baby size. Hmm. Maybe if we can invent... And at some point it will be there, the technology to have a virtual toddler 
and maybe you just learn lessons about not learning it scream the place down when you're in a coffee shop I think a virtual teenager would be good as well yeah now you go and then you can just try and stop it ending up giving birth to a virtual baby is that how they make the virtual baby <laughs> virtual teenagers sure, if they if, if they're giving given to teenagers can't they just take each other home I think some of them do. Oh, they certainly did in my school. That's why they get the virtual babies. <laughs> that's why they get the babies. Uh, in a big circle. That was excellent. Uh, well, I, th- I think we've dealt with that. Uh, so, what's story number three on the way? Story number three is um, we're going along to the death cafe. And we're back to death. We'll do that next. Looking at what's in the papers, we have Chris Carter, Emmerich from the Rumpf Recorder, Ben Vaughan in the house as well, who's actually from the house. So it's not that much of a journey. Uh, story three, Emma. What have you got for us? Story three, we've got uh, the Deaf Cafe, which uh, is being held on Tuesday. Uh, It's been organised by uh, health groups. Um, They're inviting people to come and have a cup of tea, a slice of cake, and talk about their own mortality. Oh, now, I, I, I read through that and before, and I was thinking, do you know what? Anyone who's got older relatives, every conversation you have involves a cup of tea and a talk about death. Um, not not necessarily your own mortality, but every single time I talk to my dad, I will get an update on which neighbours on the streets have died, and it is not going well for that street at the moment. Um, so, yeah. Do you think this is a, a healthy thing? I think it is, actually. I think it's, I think it's quite good in terms of... Um I think forward planning. <laughs> have you, planned, have you <laughs> thought about your own death yet, Emma? Um, I haven't. I... Do you want to right now? We've got time. On air? Yeah. Um, How would you want to go? Just like that in my sleep, preferably. I'd rather that to a long, drawn-out affair. Do you know what? Younger me always thought the same, right? I always thought that I would want one of those, you don't see it coming, it just happens, you don't know about it. But then, as you get a bit older, I think maybe this the ones where you know you have three months, and it seems horrible that you have three months, but you get things sorted, you get to say goodbye, and that starts to have more worth and, and validity and just to let's go over to our slightly older correspondent for this one um chris <laughs> thank you <laughs> but yeah, i said slightly i think yeah younger me would have agreed with emma but now i'm thinking the idea of being able to plan and sort things out don't you worry, yeah don't you worry though if you had three months left you'd go and like blow everything and then yeah. you'd live for two years you'd be like i've got no money that's happened and I'm destitute. that has happened i think i think Generally, we're pretty terrible about walking, talking about death, really. It's certainly, um, I think British people in particular, we tend to shy away from it. I mean, I've got Irish relatives and and it's sort of on the agenda every single day. They talk about right. it all the time. <laughs> My father-in-law goes to at least one funeral a week and it is kind of... Does he know these people? Uh, just uh, Usually it's someone he's met in the street once or twice and, wow. and they've, they've died so he wants to pay tribute. It's a totally different attitude towards death. I guess it's sort of based around religion as well, the Catholic religion. Mm. And um, and in some ways it's, it's, a, it's a more sort of healthy attitude. I, I do think we as uh, British people are very, very reluctant to talk about death. So I think this kind of thing, I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure if, I, if I'm really sort of going to rush down to the death cafe. I'm not sure that the, um, the the branding of it is so good, but I think it is important to talk about these things and important to plan. And going back to my father-in-law, he bought his, his uh, grave plot sort of about 10 years ago. Oh, so, right. you know, all things like that. And apparently he was telling me the other week how um, when he bought it, it was £500, and now it's 5000 so he's saved a lot of money sort of thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's like property prices. He's invested well. That's, exactly. Yeah, can't take it with you, but, but at least you're but living in it. In all seriousness, I think there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of 
uh, companies that will sort of sit down with you and plan for that and make sure that you know it's all organised and 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 I guess for your family it's important that things are sorted. Yeah, is it Michael Parkinson who flogs all that lot these days? Normally, if you watch daytime TV, which obviously I don't recommend, there's a radio station like this to listen to, but it's Parkinson with it quite often giving away one of these pens. Uh, it looks like I've got my uh, funeral sorted out. It's not a Parkinson pen, is it? <laughs> No, it's pretty cheap knockoff. I know. <laughs> I'm aware of my childhood. Um, but I did find this recently uh, in some drawers. I was moving. I was like, oh, I got this pen. Look at this. Fancy. Uh, ben, death. Next. <laughs> Discuss. Discuss. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Well, I agree with Chris. I your think the British death. are horrendously bad at thinking about and talking about death. We try to, you know, push it under the, the carpet, don't we? We don't want to think about it. And I think it's it's also quite amusing that the the, uh, the only way that we... To, to coax people into talking about it is to offer them a cup of tea and a slice of cake, which is also can't really get much more British. Than exactly, that. yeah. It seems like a fair trade. Yeah. A slice of coffee, a slice of cake. If we're talking about death, um, as, as you know, we do a lot of work here with uh, St Francis Hospice, the local hospice, and uh, every year they run a campaign called Dying Matters, and it is to do exactly really what the Death Cafe is doing as well, trying to encourage people to think about death, to to almost plan for their death in a way, because obviously. No one likes to think about it, but their message is is that if you don't, you leave all the people that you love, you know, yeah. with a lot of things to sort out. You'll, you, I mean, it's quite it's quite a selfish thing to do in a sense. If you have if you just suddenly go uh, like that in your sleep with no one around you having any preparation, Emma, um, then they're left to deal with it. Throwing it your your suggestion of how you like to go, the most selfish of all the bow outs. I see the error of my ways. Mm. But coming back to Bowie. He, Bowie. Bowie. God. Um, That's not the biggest issue that we're discussing here today. It's fine. The pronunciations, you go with it. Did you, I read that he just was cremated with no one around. That's right. Very simple. I mean, that's, you know, the most considerate way, surely. Well, in terms of admin. And in terms of preparing for your own death and and giving a goodbye. I can't remember, did I say this yesterday on air or off air about scheduled scheduled tweets uh, last week when... Who was it? Well, I, was, I can't remember. Were you here last week? No, it was oh, me. But was I, you? I can't remember yesterday, Steve. That land um, last week. So. I think I might have said this off air about the fact that you can schedule tweets, and I'd been doing so much work That's recently right. that you I did, I'd yeah. scheduled so many tweets that I could have died on Friday, and no one would look for me until Monday. <laughs> and uh, it made me think what I should do is schedule a tweet like a year in advance, and then every year just delete it. And if I die, then that tweet goes out. So at some point, I get to tweet from the grave. I get to leave a message just going like, I told you I hated you and I hope you're happy, you know, something like <laughs> that. Um, but you can leave a message from me on the grave. And Bowie did almost the same thing, produced an album that is very much a goodbye. Uh, that was spooky, wasn't it? I t- but what a great way to leave a message. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So in terms of pr- uh, preparation for his, his death, so I he's think very the prepared. other thing that probably we should mention is... Um, We've got some quotes from the uh, chap who came up with the concept. Who's um, and the other thing he said was that by thinking about your death, you think about what you want from life and how you can go out and get what you want and make the most of the time that you do have, which I think is a bit quite poignant. It's a good message, definitely a good message. Yeah, there is the um, there's a line I can't remember who does it about bucket list is the you know the to do list, the things to do before you die. But really, everything is a list of things to do before you die. Because afterwards you're not doing any of it. It doesn't matter what list you make, it's all to be done before you die. So yeah, seize the day. And if anyone tries to rain on your parade, tell them to shove the box. I think also when we talk about, we don't like talking about it, but when we do think about death, the only thing we really think about is our funeral and what music would have played there. 
That's a big oh. thing, isn't it? Really, with the, the music now, isn't it? There's, yeah. there's, um, there's oh, a top, isn't I've a got a friend. Ten? Every time we're out, every time a song, you know, a certain song plays, uh, I want this at my funeral. Yeah. I want this one at my funeral. I want this one at my funeral. Oh, really? I said to really... him the other day. I will tell you what. After you're gone, we'll just book a ticket to a Madonna concert and, in your honour and have done with it. <laughs> There's some really weird songs people have, you know, was that Arthur, what is his name, Fire, that one? There's all sorts of weird songs that people sort of plan. And yeah. I think I've been at least to at least one funeral where it's been always look on the bright side of yeah. life. Everyone seems to have that, don't they? So that does seem to be one one thing that we do plan, seem to plan for, as Ben was saying. We always... Plan the music. We yeah. do seem to plan the music. It's the latest thing, isn't it? But, Everyone wants uh, to be a DJ. Yeah. But nothing else, yeah. <laughs> uh, Emma, uh, with no plans at all for your death, have you sorted out the music? I haven't, no, oh. but I'll <coughs> certainly think about it on my commute later. Oh, well, that's a happy vibe for you. Um, as, as someone who used to work... Uh, for a large group of, of commercial stations, I'll just let a computer pick it. Um, you get trained in just letting that happen after a while. Um, so thank you very much. Oh, now what we should say, it's page 10, if you want to read the least funny column I've written. There is definitely one joke in there. Good. Just, good, good. I think the bank holiday thing is almost a joke. The rest of it, not so much. I think it probably fits in with the tone of the paper this week, to That's be honest. Right. As I said, it was um, it's quite sad. Yeah, well, it's appropriate for the week. And uh, so page 10, if you want to read that, if you go to romfordrecorder.co.uk, there should be a podcast of this here fun. uh, And we will speak to you. Now, next week's a bit different, isn't it? We're not here next week, Steve. And uh, without um, bigging us up a little bit, we are actually up for an award next week um, at our company awards Mm -hmm. uh, for the First Step campaign, which, as I said before, was a success mainly because of our readers and the community of Havering. So... Should we win it, it is a tribute to the community of Havering as well as our readers. Excellent. And that's why you're not here. The awards are on the Thursday, though, aren't they? <laughs> Thursday night. Thursday <laughs> night. Yeah. So yeah. you might be celebrating later in the night. Yeah, and well, we've got to get back from Norwich, which is quite, as you know, quite a long Yeah, I managed that last night. <laughs> I, I worked there last night and it was snowing in Norwich last night, which I've never felt more like I'm in Game of Thrones than last night. Winter is coming. Um, and so, yeah, we, so we won't see you next week. You'll be celebrating the week, week after. We'll do some chat. Ben, are you around next week? Yes. You nominated for any awards? No, not next week, no. Not next week. <laughs> good, good that you've got some plans. Uh, right, thank you very much and speak to you soon. Thank you for downloading the podcast of the local paper review. Listen to the next one live Friday, 2pm on Time 107.5.